When last we left our hero, his search for the field mouse family had led him deep into the heart of the Greenwood. Tired and hungry after relentlessly tracking their captors through the night, Hector finally caught up with the gang of vermin. However, his position was compromised, and he was forced to engage in combat with two rats who were sent to deal with him. Unaccustomed to the rush of battle, he was taken by the blood rat that all badgers know too well, and disposed of the rats in a fit of rage. We now find our hero bloodied and battered, standing over the bodies of his vanquished foes. What will happen next? Find out in this Chapter 2 of Guardians of Greenwood. So, Hector. Duh. You are currently standing over the bodies of Fleenos and Rotfang, breath heaving from your blood wrath. I'm going to need you to go ahead and make a save test for me. Okay, so that's just two? Yeah, just two. Uh, four and a three. Party on. In your rage, you are unable to discern anything, really, other than the fact that there are bodies on the ground and what will soon be bodies in front of you. You see just a mass of, of movement. It's hard to discern uh, creatures within the masses as a sort of this uh, writhing uh, mob where it's, you, you can't even make out what's going on. The, your eyes are just seeing red and darker red and nothing else. Uh, but after a second, you do see what seem like two more masses emerging from the mob. What are you going to do? So I'm assuming I'm not moving. No, you uh, you have not moved. Unless you say you will move, you're yeah, not yeah, like. Yeah. But like these two masses are coming at me. Yes, you can see like the whole the whole mob seems to be writhing, and you can't make out what's happening because it's too far. But as these two figures approach, they sort of come into your vision uh, more, and you are able to make out a rat and a ferret running towards you with their blades drawn. <laughs> okay, cool. Then I'm going to. Am I in near or am I in far? They are currently uh, far, technically. Cool. I'm going to move to near and swing my axe at one of them. Go for it. Which one do you want to swing at, the rat or the ferret? Red is ferret. Blue is rat. The ferret. All right. Party on, Wayne. I hit with a six. Okay. And that's a three. So that's two plus one, three, four. Four damage. Four is enough to absolutely crush <laughs> the ferret. <laughs> oh, that's right, I have a hammer. Yeah, let's go Gallagher. <laughs> you do, once again, you go into the uh, the near zone, keeping a little bit of distance since you've got more reach with your weapon than they do with these uh, smaller blades that they have. Reach game. And you absolutely annihilate this ferret. Uh, and that is the end of your turn, which means uh, I'm not going to uh, take us into initiative right now because it's just you and one rat now. Uh, but let's see here. The rat is going to make an attack test at you. <laughs> Two twos. Nope. Uh, and is going to evade with its other action. Up to you. Okay. From near, I'm going to try and destroy him. He, he is life. The first attack is a miss. Okay. And the second attack hits with a five okay. and would be four damage unless he evades. Oh, actually, because you went to near. He has to be close to attack, so one would have been to close the distance, and then the other would have been to make the attack. So he did not get to evade. Cool beans. Uh, so it does hit. Four. Uh, how do you crush the rat? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, truly, I think this is like as soon as things are proving themselves aggressors, mm -hmm. right? It's just whichever thing is closest that's an aggressor and continuing to, like, tunnel vision to what's in front. Yeah. Right? Because I know the mice family is somewhere up there. Yeah. As both of those vermin fall to the ground, make another save test for me. 
party on. Let's go. Nope, two fours. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> Episode two, the death of Hector. So you not being able to distinguish pretty much anything at this point. Uh, you have now killed four vermin. Struggling at first, not being used to the, the rush of combat, you have you have plowed through the first two after struggling for a bit. You've run forward and just absolutely annihilated these other two. And as you run toward the rest of the mob, once you get dangerously close, you do see some distinct shapes. You see Adam on the ground bleeding. You also see a vicious-looking ferret who's covered in scars and has patches of fur missing, holding young Nicholas Fieldmouse with a blade to his neck. And he says, All right, that's enough. Any more on this one, get it. As you are, like, barreling down in him. And he, ha- he has Nicholas in his arms with the blade right there. You also see the rest of the mob, but these are, these are the things that are closest to your vision now that you're able to... They, they catch your eye because I... Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. This is a conundrum. It is, isn't it? It's a conundrum more so for playing character. So those checks I was making earlier were not to do with Blood Wrath? It was to see if you were noticing things that were happening in the distance, or if you remained in your foggy, raging state. Cool beans. I'm still in the foggy, raging state. Oh, sorry, Nicholas. Can I make a check to see if I can actually fathom what's happening in this moment? Yeah, go ahead and make a test. Just just out of curiosity? No. So, that answers my question. Then I will ask one last question. Okay. Is there any way I can try an initiative beat this guy and just try and come down on him before he hits Nicholas? Hmm. Out of curiosity, I'm going to hit him regardless of your answer. Sadly, because of that test. Yeah. Nope. I was just curious. It's, it's what's happening to Hector right now. Yeah, it's going to make for a really dark backstory. We're like, we're in it now. I will allow you to make a test at disadvantage (laughs) to see if you can get there. Solely because you are fully in this rage right now, we will see if you can get up to him. Because you've already closed most of the distance, right? You didn't notice this until you were almost like on top of this whole mob uh, when things became clearer to you right here in the forefront of your vision. So I will allow... An attempt. Party on. Six. (laughs) That's hilarious to me. I hope you don't die, Nicholas, but I did roll a six. Take your turn, Rage Badger. Rage Badger, can I do something different than swing a weapon? Can I try and tackle this weasel so hard that it dislodges him from Nicholas? Yeah, I'd say so. Okay, cool. Is that a feat of strength? It, it would be, yes. I'm just curious. It would, I, like, it I will, would be. I will always ask that question. Oh, yeah. Because I don't want to just assume. Save Nicholas. For Nicholas. One six. One's all you need. <laughs> oh, that was scary. Cool, yeah. I rolled a six. <laughs> you burst forth. Uh, do, you, do you drop the hammer when you do this? Like, I don't as think you just, so. Okay. I think it's like a shoulder check, if anything. like You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Just like, dit, 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 can't swing the hammer because Nicholas, boom. Okay, I was just, I was just trying to I figure mean, out if it was still in your hands or not. I'll tackle, I'll tackle Nicholas with the weasel too. <laughs> like, I'll shoulder check both of them. My only goal is to hurt him less than a blade across his throat. Yeah. I think that what happens is that you manage to get this shoulder check. You make it happen, and with the force of the impact, you do uh, dislodge Nicholas uh, from this ferret. You don't know what's happening to Nicholas now because he is no longer right there. Yeah, uh, no, for he, sure. <laughs> but he is not um, attached to this vermin, uh, and he is dislodged. And uh, this ferret is looking at you and uh, grabs his shoulder in pain for a moment before uh, turning his sword to you. You've still got one action left. Okay, I'll swing the hammer at his head. Okay. No, if Nicholas is not near him. Oh, dirty. A six and a five to hit. Okay. And a six on the damage. Okay. So that is, with Blood Wrath, three, four, five damage. Okay. My sweet baby boy. <laughs> with five damage, you get a massive, like, how, what, what, what do you do? It's not going to kill him. 
but what do you do? You, you're up in here now. You are in close with this uh, with this ferret. I just assumed my shoulder checked him, and then when I turned my face forward to him and there wasn't Nicholas, I just baseball swung at his chest. Great. <laughs> there's, there's not accuracy. This is not a warrior mentality. As that happens, uh, you swing and you make contact with his chest and you hear the cracking of bones and this creature is terribly winded uh, and obviously incredibly injured and with desperation is going to try to stab you a lot. Let's go. I deserve it. Okay, so that one's going to hit. Second one, crit fails. Makes sense. That's that's useful. <laughs> Woo. All right. You rolled low, you got lucky. Uh, that is only two points of damage. Oh, thank God. Uh, and then um, the ferret does fall over uh, just from the sheer force of the impact from earlier. Uh, what little bit of energy uh, he had uh, went into that first stab to make the contact, uh, but then goes to swing the second time and falls to the ground. However, there are still more vermin around. Yeah, probably. <laughs> there are three more creatures around you. <laughs> Three more hostile creatures, anyway. <laughs> uh, other creatures besides him, obviously, but there That's are three funny. more three more hostile ones near you. <laughs> and I wish these people would rise up. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I know. Yeah, well, we'll see. It needed to happen a lot soon. <laughs> <laughs> First off, a rat with just like, you can smell this foul, foul breath as it lets out a horrid, uh, as they come out, come towards you. Uh, let's see misses and will evade as they are all like coming in and surrounding you now. Next up uh, is one of the other two ferrets. Uh, smaller uh, both of them than this large uh, mangy looking one. But the first one will go to attack you. Wait, were they all like right there? The rat was. The other two had to come over. Okay, cool. So, they're, using, so they're both using their first actions to like close the distance between you, you and then attack. So the first one is going to hit. Okay, well. That is two damage. I just went out. So, out. But I have Die Hard. You have Die Hard? Yeah. Which means... I come back with two hit points. (laughs) (laughs) Explain, can you read that trade-off for me real quick? Well, well, it won't be exact, because I didn't write it exact, but when you get reduced to zero hit points, you go to two instead. (laughs) All right, buckaroo. (laughs) I know, right? I mean... There's a dangerous game being played, but... Uh, the red that is in your vision uh, starts to darken around the corners as, as this black <laughs> closes in. And then with a last bout of rage, everything is a bright red once yeah. more as you look over uh, and, you, and you see these creatures surrounding you. Uh, and in this moment of, of clarity and lucidity, as you are on the verge, uh, you do see what looks like uh, some of the smaller creatures that aren't in the immediate area. You see them all like scrambling and you t- can't tell what they're doing, uh, but it doesn't look like there are any vermin next to them at the moment. Uh, as that's happening, the last ferret is going to make an attack at you. Unacceptable. Three and a one. Oh. So misses brings us back to you. There's the leader on the ground who is breathing heavily and uh, bleeding a lot. And then there are uh, these three other creatures that have surrounded you. This rat and two ferrets who all are uh, sort of uh, trying to take defensive stances as much as they can to try to make sure that they can take you down with minimal injury to themselves or death to themselves. We'll see. It's okay. Describe their leader for me. What what position is he in currently? What position is he in currently? Yeah, yeah, because he rolled the, the ones. So he's like, what, on the ground or... Yeah, so this big, vicious-looking ferret who's, who's got all this you know, fur missing, and he's got all these scars. Uh, he's currently on the ground, chest-looking, concaved, just about, and is shouting out, Don't kill him! We're gonna push him back! I don't know that I comprehend any of that. I don't know that you do. Just <laughs> <laughs> being honest here. But, uh, yeah, you just hear this muffled this muffled sound from this ferret as the others are, are taking stabs at you and trying to take you down. And that is, that is what you see. But he is on the ground, and he's still next to you, but the others are also uh, surrounding you. Blades drawn and, and coming cool. at you. Yeah, I'm going to try and finish him off if he's right there. Okay. Because I think he is the uh, subject of my ire, especially because Nicholas, I love little Nicholas, and he was threatening a little Nicholas, and that's probably the only image that's going through my head right now. That's two sixes and a four for three damage. That is enough to finish the boss. 
as he's on the ground, you're surrounded by all of these creatures, but he is the focus of your ire, and you bring <laughs> the hammer up, and again, just like the anvil, bring it directly down on the chest, and the rest of the way it goes, as it totally collapses. I have one more action, right? You do? Cool. I'm gonna just try and let out like a horribly blood-curdling roar, and then swing at well, something that's near me attacking me. Okay. So just like a big like and swing into the next one. Go for it. It does not hit. Does not hit? No. In the mess of, of, of blood and violence and everything that's going on, you're surrounded by these creatures, uh, but getting a bead on one after taking the one out, no, yeah. uh, they all sort of step back for a moment and are able to avoid your just huge swing, all, almost like a, a helicopter all the way around, I mean, just I like trying, I was to, trying hit to any of them. Hit, like all of them. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. And in trying to hit all of them, hits none of them. Yeah. Uh, but Master. it is now, <laughs> it is now their turn. So let's see. We'll have the rat go first. That's a miss with a three and a one, and we'll evade as second action. No fear Shakespeare that their boss is dead? Aw. Hmm? I was hoping they would be afraid because their boss is dead. <laughs> but that's okay. Who knows what they're thinking right yeah, now. Yeah, uh, but they are missing as uh, one of the ferrets rolls a two and a one. So we'll miss, and then a four and a three. And all of them. I think that they've all like backed up a little Man, bit, seeing this happening, the and they're taking more of a, like a defensive stance now, yeah. as they all do one attack and evade, uh, and they sort of seem as though they're like backing up a little bit. Uh, definitely freaked out and terrified, and uh, story-wise, that's why they all rolled terribly. But they all take the evade action after trying to get in at you. You block with your hammer. Uh, you you shove some of them out of the way. Uh, you're able to uh, avoid all of their blows as it comes back to you. Before I start, uh, all right, can I make anything out with the people that were with them? Is there anything going on? Make a make a save test for me. Okay. Uh, a six and a one, whatever that means. <laughs> all you need is all you need is six. I know, but still, <laughs> it's like when they're both together, you're like, ooh. I think that as you're looking around, you see one figure emerge from the sort of mess there. There there are some of them that seem to be like huddled on the ground, uh, but one uh, looks like they are emerging and coming toward the fray where you're at right now. That's what you can tell. That's that's about all the detail you <laughs> can <okay>. get. <laughs> I'm hoping that it's hopeful. Andrew is hoping that it's hopeful. Cool. Are we all at close? Is, yeah, they, is they're that... all they're all close right now, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I'm gonna stay at close and take two attacks. Okay. Who's the rat that smells bad? I think I smell him and I start swinging. Yeah, yeah, this, this like, terrible breath. We're going, like, real primal at this point. Yeah, like, you can almost, like, see the stench, like, waves coming out of his I mouth. I hope his smell kills him. I rolled a six to hit. Uh-huh. And I rolled a six on damage dice. <laughs> so it's a five unless he evades. Because he did evade. That's a five. Does evade. <laughs> it's fine. I will swing again at him. As it's a powerful, powerful swing, but at the last second is able to duck out of the way. I rolled a six again and a five on the damage dice, so it's five damage. That is only a four, so you will not evade that one. Good. Uh, it's five damage to him. And I don't care how he dies. I'm going on to the next ones. <laughs> You take a swing. The rat goes to the ground. Who knows I can only exactly assume at happened. this point it's just like feeling impact hit the hammer and then looking to something else. Yeah, something. Like, with impact. Okay, <laughs> impact. Yeah. What, once the impact is made and the lump falls to the ground, it's like, okay, next thing, next thing. Next up are the two remaining ferrets who are both going to try to... Hmm. What are they going to do? Because this is really bad. This turned very quickly. Um, they're going to make safe tests is what they're going to do. Nope. Yes. Uh, you see one of the ferrets uh, sort of looks at you and goes to just, like, start bolting away. The other one is just, like, in fight-or-flight mode and has chosen fight, and it looks like they are just uh, <laughs> trying to take you down before they get taken down. You oh, are God. bleeding profusely. Uh, you are battered and bruised and on the verge of death. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so this ferret is gonna gonna take its chances rather than uh, turn its back to you. The other one starts to run away as the one remaining takes a swing at you. <laughs> a four and a two. A three and a two. Two misses as that ferret swings wildly. <laughs> 
Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> the one that was running technically we'll say is like taking an evade action to sort of try and disengage and then is running. I we don't have, you don't get opportunity attacks. He can just take off. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? I think that just in case you it's follow it, that's what the ferret is yeah. doing. Is just booking it away. As that ferret is running. Ooh! Alright. As that ferret runs away. That sounds positive. Out of the, the corners of your vision, you are solely focused on this one that is directly in front of you at the moment. But out of the corner of your eye, you can see another figure uh, jump onto this fair. The same one from earlier that you saw sort of uh, move away from yeah. the crowd. And you just see, uh, you can't tell exactly what's going on, but you can see a lot of arm movement uh, as this thing has tackled that ferret and is doing something over there. Rock on. Your turn. That seems positive. Uh, I'm going to kill the thing in front of me. Go for it. Is it a ferret? Is that what you said? Yes, it is a ferret. Any distinguishable factors about this ferret that would drive my ire to anger before I roll these dice? Its ears are way too big, and it's got like one really long tooth. Ew. First sec misses. The long tooth is very distracting. (laughs) (laughs) It's a six and two fives to hit, and a six on the damage dice. So five damage. I think you can tell what happens with this one. This is the last one that's in your immediate vicinity. Um, as you see, something's happening with the one over there, and it's on the ground. Yeah. And as you finish this up, doesn't appear to be moving. How do you end this last ferret? I assume I miss swinging overhead, and he might duck. And then again, much like the other ones, I just bring the hammer up straight overhead, very much like chopping wood or blacksmithing and just bring it down until it hits the ground. And it does. <laughs> and then I assume I plant the hammer in the ground and take a knee <laughs> and fall to the ground. I would say that that is absolutely what you do. All is silent for a moment, except for the sound of heavy, heavy breathing coming from you and from some creature over to your right currently. As the mob of what you assume now, you can tell a little bit better as your vision slowly uh, kind of returns to normal from the red. Uh, as, as you breathe in and out, it, it, the blood wrath fades. Hmm. So cool. You see this terrified mob of, of captives. And you see what looks like a teenage otter girl standing over the body of the other ferret. Uh, one of the vermin blades in hand. And all is silent for a moment. <laughs> I assume if there was a tumbleweed, it would go across the set. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I don't think I have the energy to speak, talk, or do anything. There's one more thing. In the, in the mass of prisoners, uh, you can see that they are silent except for some uncomfortable uh, sounds and some <clears throat> gasps. Uh, every now and then, as you catch your breath and everything returns to normal, you see Adam and Nicholas sort of gasping, and both of them are uh, bleeding at different amounts and in different places, but both of them have been injured, and they are uh, currently being held by Isabel and Maggie. Cool. I'm going to whisper loud enough that they can maybe hear me, because I don't know my distance to them. You're pretty close. You were you were dangerously close to them. Cool. They, they were able to scoot away a little bit yeah. in, the, in the chaos, but they did not get very far because they are all like chained together. You can see. Then through a uh, rag. Are there any other vermin around? <laughs> just just by sight line. Anything else? Give me a test. Okay. Nope. Don't know. Cool. I'm just gonna. Sorry. And pass out. You do. <laughs> Just. Poof. Hello, friends. Jonah here to say thank you for listening to Guardians of Greenwood. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsor, Castor and Pollux, makers of mystical jewelry and geeky novelties. Questco listeners can go to castpollux.com and get 15% off your entire order of dice, jewelry, and other fun accessories by using the code THEQUESTCO at checkout. 
That's T-H-E-Q-U-E-S-T-C-O, all one word and no spaces, for 15% off your entire order. If you're a fan of Quest Company Jr. and you want to help give us a boost, please go to our page on the Apple Podcasts app or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a rating and review. It's a huge help to us and we read every review that comes in. And if you really love what we do here at Quest Company Jr. and you want to take the next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. You can help us cover necessary expenses and help us continue to improve the quality of the podcast. We have multiple patron tiers available and every little bit helps. If you'd like to give us that support, you can do so at patreon.com slash questcompanypodcast. If you'd like to contact us, you can do so directly through our website, questcompanyjunior.com, or you can find us on Instagram at the Quest Company and on Twitter at Questco Junior. We've had some incredible fan art come in since we posted our first episode. Thank you to Tiny Tim at Tiny Tim TV on Instagram and Gigi at Gigi underscore does underscore art on Instagram. They both send us art of characters from our Guardians of Greenwood live stream playtest we did weekend before last. We absolutely love their drawings of Kelp, the six-year-old otter, and Wessie Flanders, Squirrel Supreme. We had a lot of fun with our first foray into live streaming, and I am very excited to bring those characters in to this campaign one way or another. If you haven't seen those pieces, go check them out on our Instagram and Twitter or on the fan art page of the website where we have a gallery of all the art that people have sent us. And if you have fan art of the podcast that you want to share, just make sure when you post it to tag us so that we can see it. We know that word of mouth is the best way to get people listening to a new podcast. So please, if you're enjoying the show, spread the word on social media as well as in the real world. If we see you tweeting about us or posting fan art using hashtag QuestCodeJunior, you just might get a character named after you on the show. I'd like to take a moment to thank the amazing artist whose music is featured in this episode. Thank you to TabletopAudio.com for providing the ambient sounds. Thank you to Celestial Eon Project for providing a bunch of songs. Uh, Hero is Born, Vikings, Pagans from the North, Fra Nor, The Shaman Chant, Son of Odin for the Fallen, Upcoming Storm, and Virtue Lost, all incredible tracks. Go check out Celestial Eon Project on Bandcamp for even more awesome music. And that's all for me, so let's get back to the episode. Thanks for listening to Guardians of Greenwood here on Quest Company Jr. Come to consciousness, bruised and bloodied. The sky is dark and everything feels foggy. There's dried blood covering large patches of your black and white fur and you ache all over. In the area around you, you can see that uh, you're still pretty much in the same clearing, almost in the exact spot where you passed out. Seems as though... Uh, <laughs> These small creatures couldn't quite move you. <laughs> so they sort of just did what they could with where you were. I should have brought my cart. As you slowly, slowly come to consciousness, you can see uh, the light of a fire nearby. You can see the field mouse family near the fire, some looking better than others. Uh, you see that, um, well, I don't think that you can quite tell yet. In the vicinity, you see uh, it, it looks as though there's an uh, older uh, shrew female uh, who's in the mix uh, in, in the area. She seems to be looking more off in the distance. And then a little ways away, uh, a little bit closer to the tree line, you see that same uh, teenage otter girl looking out in the rest of the forest, seemingly keeping watch. What do you do? I think I lay there for like a solid another hour. <laughs> <laughs> Partly because of... Yeah, I rolled. Oh, I rolled earlier before passing out to just be like, do I see the mass amount of chaos that I caused? <laughs> and it was a one and a two. So, so, so no. Oh no, no, no. I, I it was like it was more. How do you feel about it? Oh, uh, yep. It was like 
oh, I'm like proud that I saved these people versus like, oh, look at all those people I slaughtered and then looking at the field mouse family and then passing out, right? Right. I think there's an immense amount of guilt and I don't think he wants, He's pro- it's probably more like playing asleep as opposed to anything, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So I probably just lay there for like another hour or two. If anyone comes over to me, I won't, like, lie to their face, but, like, I don't think he wants to go be around a bunch of people. It's been a rough day. You do this, and um, I don't think that if you're doing this for about an hour or so, nobody seems to notice. You've been out for a while, yeah. obviously. Like, it is into the night now, uh, so they're probably not even giving it a second thought. Uh, if you've stirred or not, I would imagine that you've sort of grunted and adjusted yourself a little bit in your unconscious state, let out a moan every now and then. You give yourself a, a quick look over as you're still like laying there. Uh, it seems as though your wounds are bound as well as they can be with where you're at right now. Good. It's not great, obviously, because uh, it's not like they had a bunch of That's supplies to, to give you first aid. <laughs> But, you know, bleeding has stopped. That's good. That's a positive. That's a positive. Looking at the silver linings here. Okay. But it hurts. Yeah. So mechanically, is this like, that was not a long rest. No. 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 Cool. I didn't want it to be, but I was just like, let me double check. It is not. But, like, mechanically, I have two hit points. Yes. Mechanically, you have two hit points right now. I'm in terrible shape. Yes. But, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was where I was like... I want to be on the same page as you. Yeah. I, whatever page you want to be on. I was like, if you want me on zero hit points, that's fine. I just want to know. Yeah. I think I think that for right now, you're technically on two, and I think <laughs> that it might take a day or two for you to get back up to your maximum after that. Yeah. No. I, th- I think that it'll be a little yeah. bit of a, a slow roll back. That's, we good. Yeah. We good. Cool. Then probably after about an hour, I'll use the hammer haft as a pseudo walking stick. Mm-hmm. And come to standing and maybe limp, crutch my way over towards the campfire very slowly and very timidly. Just making sure that there are four mice members sitting around the campfire and not like two or three. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Just very, like, if I get two feet that direction and I notice that it's three I'm probably going to lay back down (laughs) and not ever get up again. (laughs) Hammer in hand, you limp your way toward this campfire. Uh, As you approach, you do see some surprised looks from all of the creatures around, including the otter off in the distance who who looks back at you uh, for a moment before turning her gaze back out to the woods. The older shrew woman looks up at you and uh, through her wrinkled fur, you you can see a look of confusion and approval and fear. (laughs) I was like, there it is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The the fear is there. I was like, oh no. (laughs) Just as a sort of like, wow. (laughs) Okay. And you see the field mouse family. There are four of them there at the campfire. You see Isabel and Maggie, uh, who were uninjured in your escapades. Uh, Both do appear to have been roughed up quite a bit, but not with any uh, fresh wounds that would have been from your encounter. But you also see Adam and Nicholas. Nicholas took a a pretty nasty cut to the upper arm and has it uh, bandaged. Doesn't look great, but uh, is not fatal by any means. Better than the neck. Right, but much, be- much better than, you know, his throat. Adam, however, looks really, really bad. He has a lot of bandaging around his torso, uh, and you can see a sort of a blood pool around um, the, the, the lower right-hand side as it looks like he got a nasty stab or cut or whatever in all of the confusion you gather maybe looking back in the in the flurry of movement and rage that was your blood wrath that it probably happened when this mangy ferret went to grab nicholas and adam instinctively went after him and got very injured in the process adam looks pale and very tired as you approach and they all look at you and very, very weakly, Adam does give out a thank you. 
I feel horrible. <laughs> it's like horrible. Uh, truly. I think Hector just goes and sits by the fire and doesn't say anything. He just sits down next to the fire and feels awful. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think that after a moment, um, it's very plain on your face what's going on there. And after a moment, I think that Adam does sort of uh, gesture to uh, to Maggie, sort of pats her shoulder and, and like motions over to you. And she just comes over and sits next to you and like leans her head on your very large, bloody arms. Good. Um, a reminder. And is just there next to you. That's nice. I'd probably start crying, like silently. Yeah. It's just like for reals. And as your large frame sort of shakes and shudders and these tears fall to the ground at your feet, Adam does let out a, you're the reason that my family got out safe, regardless of what happened to me. And I thank you for that. I know this looks bad, but where they were taking us, this was for the best. <laughs> Just crying, looking at the fire. <laughs> I was like, uh I feel like a rude RPer right now, <laughs> but I truly like Adam is a reminder of what just happened and what he just did. Uh -huh. Right? Yeah. I'm assuming they didn't move the vermin bodies. They're they're a sort lot. of not not a lot. Uh, they <laughs> are like over to the side of the clearing. So there's a gore pile. <laughs> Yes, uh, basically. Cool. Is it in my line of sight while I'm sitting at this fire? I mean, I'd say that you are definitely aware Probably, of his presence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think I just feel awful about what happened. <laughs> this is just going to be Hector for like an hour or so. <laughs> yeah. This is just truly, truly upset. Like, Andrew wants to ask, where were they taking you? Because that gym was thrown out. But, like, Hector doesn't. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. He cries. He just cries. He's really sad. He's really sad. He's really sad about Bloodwrath. He's really sad that that came out. Yeah, because it... Is, yeah, it came out. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's just very ashamed and sad right now. And is also hoping that Adam will stop talking. <laughs> because he's using his diaphragm to talk. And I want him to stop hemorrhaging blood. If I was a more confident party member, I'd be like, Adam, shut up. We'll talk when you're not dying. Anywho. <laughs> Cries into the fire for like an hour. That's my final choice. Yeah. Not loud, soft. Just like a soft one. Right? Yeah. That, that silent cry. It's not like mourning. It's just like misery. Yeah. And after, after a while, the tears run out and you're just there with the weight of what happened. I think that after... That last interaction, I, I don't think that anyone else really says anything for the next little bit. Because nobody has to. Everybody is more than enough aware of, of what has happened uh, and where everyone here is at. Um, but this hour goes by, and it is very, very late now. After the course of you laying there for a while and then coming over here and having this short interaction and, and plopping yourself down next to the fire... The otter does come back over to the fire, and she says, All right, Dinkley, uh, it's your watch now, and in the morning we'll, uh, we'll head out. The, the grizzled shrew woman gives a, well, all right, yeah. Uh, and she goes over and uh, takes sort of a similar position over on the edge of the woods. This otter is here at the fire now, um, sort of gives a, a nod to you but doesn't really say anything she can she can read the room and i was about to say i'm pretty sure i'm a thousand miles staring into the fire at this point yeah <laughs> like like late night campfire like where you're just like <sighs> and it gets to the point that it, it is late enough that everyone who is um awake still or has been up to this point i think that the uh the field mouse children have definitely uh fallen asleep right now in the best way they can and i think that also that adam and isabel try to rest and this this otter girl tries to rest and you may or may not try to uh you are tired and you are hurting and um regardless of whether or not anyone is trying to get some sleep who knows how much sleep anyone actually gets but the night passes 
Do okay. you do you actually go to sleep? Do you rest at the fire, or are you just up? Can I roll? Can I make a check to see if I do? Yeah, absolutely. I would like to stay up uh-huh. and keep, continue to keep watch, have a second person on watch, but I think physically, you've I been, have you've not, been through a lot. <laughs> I, well, I have not rested since before this started. Yeah, I took an hour to stop running after them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know that physically. Yeah, I think it's a disadvantage. Five. <laughs> I failed, but it wasn't a disadvantage. <laughs> Stop giving me disadvantage, Joan. <laughs> yeah, I think he stays up then. Now, if he can will himself to do it, he does it. We'll say that you will yourself to stay up. I think that once you once you are awake and aware of the fact that you are still in these same woods where all of this happened and who knows, there obviously somebody's keeping watch for a reason. I don't think that your brain is able to settle and I think that even though you did not get the benefits of an actual like rest yeah. uh, while you were in your unconscious state, you were up and come morning, I am going to say that you will have like disadvantage on like strength things or, or, or combat type things because it has been basically like two whole days. Dang it. I knew it was going to happen too. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're up, Yeah, but it's, it's rough. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Dang it. Well, that ruins a whole thought process I had. <laughs> But I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. I was hoping I would fail that and fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe if you hadn't stayed up all night the night before, but with that, oh, yeah, no, no, no. It, yeah. Yeah. I fully agree with you. Yeah. Okay, but it is the next day and people are waking up. Morning comes, yeah, and everyone is, is stirring, some quicker than others, but Cool. Yes. I'm watching the Field Mouse family with, like, intensity. Like, I assume, it, like, if we're going straight Redwall, yeah. how, what's Mama Badger in Redwall, the first book? Constance. Constance. You know, like, Constance is, like, with all the kids of Redwall. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I'll kill anything that comes after them. Yeah. I feel like he's very much like that with the Field Mouse family right now. But I also just want to, like, make sure that, like, everybody stayed breathing throughout the night. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically Adam. I'm most worried about Adam at this point. I feel like an arm cut is not fun, <laughs> but like internal hemorrhaging is less fun. The night certainly reflected that, as a few times you could definitely hear Adam struggling with breath and, and, and coughing throughout the night and continues to be in rough shape. I think that you can also see that Isabel gets no sleep all night. Out of, out of sheer exhaustion, I think Adam finally does go. He's the one that needed it. I'm yeah. okay with that. Yeah. Uh, but Isabel is certainly up all night uh, next to him, holding him. Uh, the children huddled up next to them. And the morning comes, and this this otter says, "All right, let's let's do it." And she like holds out a hand to you to help you up as much as she can. But it's more it seems like it's more of a gesture than anything else. I take it and stand up. And as I stand up, like I take her hand, and as I stand up, I want to pull her kind of close. Mm-hmm. And I just want to be like. Is he is he okay to move right now? Honestly, I doubt it. But apparently we're a day and a half from any sort of civilization, so we got to do what we can. Okay, and I'm just going to limp my way over to the Field Mouse family because I am traveling with them. Great. And I'm mm. going to stick as close to them as possible and help them in any way I can. Because I feel awful. <laughs> As you go over there, like Adam is is coming to consciousness. Uh, the children are up, and it seems like Nicholas has bounced back a little bit. Uh, That's good. But um, you see, um, Isabel is is trying to help Adam up, and he, he's you know clutching his side and uh, doing doing the best he can to get up. Uh, as they know that they have got to you know get back to Creekside if he's gonna make it at all. Cool. One mechanical que- well, not mechanical question, scene question. Mm-hmm. Is it just Field Mouse family, Otter and Shrew, or is it like a large group of people that were taken prisoner? The, there are six of them total: the four Field Mice, the Shrew, and the Otter. Yes. Okay, so it is just those six. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, the mob looked a lot bigger. What? Because all the uh, vermin. Yeah, the, yeah, it was literally double. Yeah. No, 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 I was just curious if it was like people that they were finding along the way. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, but I don't recognize the otter or the shrew, right? Correct. You have never seen either of them before. Cool. 
Do I have a concept of the the path I took? Is there a badger-sized hole through the forest? I think that there's a badger-sized <laughs> hole through the forest. This is just out of curiosity since I sprinted through it headlong. Like, they were already tracks from their whole throng of, uh, of creatures that was passing through. But I think that uh, at the pace that you were going throughout the night, there is there is pretty much a badger-sized hole through the forest. Yeah. Cool. I want to point that out to the otter and the shrew, just so that they're super aware, like... This is the big hole that I traveled through. Let's just be like, I I wasn't subtle. And uh, I'm going to go over. And I don't know if it's a strength check, but can I at least for, like, the first little leg of this help carry Adam? Or, like, at least, like, so he doesn't have to, like, huff it first thing. I don't know, like... The, like my my question is more like what is the badger to mice differential in mm-hmm. size? Like is it just like carrying another hammer at this point, right? Or is it like a long term strength? Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, I, I think that with where you're at right now, you can carry him for a while cool. without a check, uh, just because of the size differential between yeah. mouse and badger. I think that that makes sense. Uh, as the day continues on, yeah, we will uh, we'll see. Well, then I'm going to walk over to Isabel and be like, is it all right with you if I carry Adam for the first leg at least? And she looks to him uh, and he, he gives a gives a nod and comes over to you. Not really under his own power. She definitely guides him. But, yeah. but Adam does accept this offer because cool. uh, he, he's very aware of where he's at right now. Scoop him up as gingerly as possible and just baby carry him. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to throw him over my back or something, yeah. you know what I mean? I just want to, yeah, like, yeah. be as ginger with those internal injuries as possible. <laughs> <laughs> and you all make your way back through the Greenwood, uh, heading back toward Creekside. And some time passes, you, you all are on your way there. Uh, where, where are you at, like, in the group? Are you toward the front? or Didn't like, even just kinda... think to loot the rats. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, <laughs> just, just, like, <laughs> side note, like, ah. Didn't even think about it. <laughs> we could have armed the town with their weapons. You do see that the otter uh, does seem to have a couple of the blades uh, from the rats on her person. And you see that the shrew is carrying a, a smaller knife. The children are not armed and uh, Adam and Isabel are not either. I assume tactically that the otter is probably up front. Yeah. The shrew is probably in the back. And I'm probably with the field mouse family in the middle carrying Adam. Mm-hmm. Otter and shrew can be wherever, wherever they like. Yeah. Uh, in that, I'm not going to dictate because I certainly have no place to. Right. But uh, I just am going to make sure that I am holding onto them as much in the middle as possible. Yeah. And as you are making your way there, after some time passes, the otter sort of looks back at you and says, uh, I hear your name is Hector. I'm Cordelia. It's nice to meet you. Wish it were under better circumstances. It's, um,. It's, I wish I could say it was nice. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, it's nice to meet you. And it's silent again yeah. for a while. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As you keep on, keep on, it's getting uh, closer to midday now. Uh, and I think that you all kind of stop to, to catch your breath for a little bit. Cordelia pulls out um, from a, a bag that it seems as though she might have taken off of one of the bodies. Uh, it's really tattered and there are... You know, skint rations in between uh, in the bag. She did think to loot. She had time to certainly. Yeah, well, I was getting stabbed. Like <laughs> <laughs> after you passed out I'm for kidding. hours. I'm kidding. <laughs> but she she takes out the little bit of rations that are in the bag, and uh, you know, as she's divvying them out to everyone, she just kind of looks at you and she says, "Um, so everyone else here is uh, pretty aware of this already, but." Once we get back to your village, uh, Creekside, I think? Uh, yeah. I don't know if they'll go for it, but uh, they're going to have to leave. Why? Those uh, those vermin that we dealt with back there, that wasn't that wasn't a whole gang. No, they weren't on their own. They're part of a horde. And one of them got away to alert the rest of the horde in the madness of what was going on. They know where your village is, and they're coming, and you're not going to want to be there when they do. I, like, it is bad news heaped on bad news <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I was like, sure, 
<laughs> this is while we're just like resting. Yeah, this is this is like as you all are are resting. You're, you're <laughs> so kind of just to be there. anywhere near my campsite <laughs> from from my one hour campsite. <laughs> uh, I think that actually, since it was you made that campsite and it was about morning, and then it took about half a day to get there. I think that I, I think it makes sprinting. sense. I, I think it makes sense that, like, as far as we've gotten, okay. that, like, yeah, we'll say that you were able to, because it was in the middle of the trail, and you're certainly still on this trail, but you are you are there at this at this campsite from the night before, rather two nights before. Can I just make a, just a, a check to try and find some other food to eat as well? Yeah, go for it. Just, just anything. Is this a disadvantage because I'm sleepy? Yes. Cool beans. Nope. I think that as this news uh, that Cordelia delivers hits you, <laughs> it, hits you <laughs> it hits you hard, and you just disengage from what's happening. And in, in this haze of hearing that there is an entire horde that is apparently coming to your village, the, the only place that you've ever really known, and that someone's saying that you're going to have to evacuate, you, you just uh, start trying to forge around. It's kinda... probably the moment that I stand up to look. <laughs> like It's just like she finishes that, and it's like... <laughs> I need to do something. Yeah. I need to, like, tactile do something. <laughs> yeah. And you were forging around uh, to very little avail. But I didn't avail the last time I tried. <laughs> this is probably just not a very good spot. It's just, it's just not a great spot to find uh, <laughs> food and forage and things. That's well, fine. As you're looking around and distracting yourself, uh, looking for things, foraging for food to no avail, really, uh, you hear a sort of bumbling sound uh, making its way through the woods in your direction along the same path that you uh, traveled previously and that you were on once again. And in the distance, you can barely make out the voices of Barnabas and Farn and maybe one or two others. At this point, it's, it's hard to tell, but you can certainly make out those two. You hear them coming as the news sits in the bottom of your gut of the horde that's coming to Creekside Village. And that's where we're going to end this episode. Cool, I'll just kill them all. <laughs> I'm kidding. So very much kidding. <laughs>